Yeah, thank, thank God for his faithfulness. Thank God for his mercies. We are live now. Uh, it just took a while to start uh, because uh, internet was just uh, playing its trick on us, uh, but we are here now. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining. Um, and for those who already know, uh, we thank God for the addition onto our family uh yesterday so it's been a very very hectic day for for some of us but we thank god uh so but let's let's just uh, uh start by uh saying a, a word of prayers together lord we thank you for today thank you for your faithfulness always thank you for being our god thank you. zoom is back Okay, for those on Zoom who missed what I said, um, we've we've done the book of Habakkuk before previously, and we spent a whole month uh, on this book. So you can't compare what we're going to do today with what we've done in a whole month. Uh, but the 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 book of Habakkuk, in summary, uh, just talked about the question on the heart of a child of God or, or a man of God, a servant of God, who is just wondering at the things that were happening in his days, how uh, uh, morally decayed the society was at that time, um, how people have taken justice into their hands. I mean, a lot of things that were happening uh, in his days, uh, uh, morally decayed in society. So a lot of things that were happening uh, in his days at that time, and he was just wondering, how will God, I mean, God who is a just God, how will he be allowing things like this to go on? So, uh, uh, and uh, uh, he, he, he literally questioned God, and God was patient enough with him to listen, and then uh, uh, provide answers to some, uh, obviously, for, for to those questions, uh, and and this is this is actually uh, uh, very key uh, to us. For some of us, uh, it shows that God loves us. God will still be God. God will still uh, 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 listen to some of our complaints, even though they may sound childish. They may sound uh, from our own um, from our own myopic or individualistic or our small brain trying to understand the big God. Uh, so let us go straight uh, into, this, into the memory scripture. Memory verse is from Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 5. Look among the nations and watch. Be utterly astounded, for I will work a work in your days, which you would not believe, though it were told you. Uh, so this was one of the things, uh, responses of God. Uh, uh, I don't, okay, let's just go into the, uh, let's just use the manual because if you, start, if you start looking at it verse by verse or chapter by chapter, it will take uh, two more, more than one hour than that we have uh, on this study. Introduction, looking at the paradox in the world today, good and evil together, one is bound to ask questions such as why is there so much oppression? Why all the injustice? Why do evil, why do evil men prosper? Why do the righteous suffer? 
Why doesn't God do something? Why doesn't God clean up this mess? Why, why, why? Such questions are hardly new. Centuries before Christ visited this planet, Habakkuk looked around at the violence and the wickedness of the world and cried out to God with such questions. The prophet not only asked mysterious whys that plagued mankind, he also received answers to his questions. These answers were relevant, are relevant to us today. Habakkuk is unique in that it is a dialogue between the prophets and God about people. Little is known of Habakkuk the prophet, whatever the meaning of his name, Habakkuk was a pre-exilic prophet. Some Bible scholars have said that Habakkuk was an, was an officially ordained prophet who took part in temple liturgical singing. He was well-educated, deeply sensitive, and he was a poet as he was a prophet. He wrote in a time of international crisis and national corruption, when Babylon had just emerged as a world power, when the Babylonians, re Babylonians rebelled against Assyria, Judas found, Judah found favor, Judah found a brief period of relief reflected in the reforms initiated by Josiah. The Assyrians were forced to devote their energies to stop the Babylonian rebellion. The Babylonian finally crushed Assyria empire and quickly proceeded to defeat the once powerful Egyptians. The crisis internationally was serious, but of even greater concern was the national corruption. Habakkuk wrote his lament over the decay, violence, greed, fighting, depraved justice that surrounded him. It was like, why doesn't God do something? Godly people ask similar questions from generation to generation. Uh, now, as I was reading this now, it just reminded me of uh, now, two world powers or a couple of world powers uh, were fighting here. Uh, uh, Babylon, and Assyria, Babylon defeated Assyria. Assyria was once what was once a powerful nation. Uh, then uh, Babylon went to defeat uh, 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 Egypt. And look at what's happening with the wars around Ukraine, uh, Russia, uh, America. As those international uh, uh, troubles were happening, Habakkuk was even looking inwards in his nation, in his country of Judah. The corruption was a mess. And is that not what is happening in our day and age? In, in, I mean, in this uh, day and age, in this our, uh, what's it called, Nigeria, especially in this our country, Nigeria. So Abakuk was, was, was asking some questions, some very, very, uh, 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 some very, very significant questions. Okay, uh, let's just read the discussion. Then uh, maybe I'll just take it a, a, a thought or two from my notes. But let's read the discussion in the manual. One, a discourse with God. In chapter one, Habakkuk previewed God's discipline of Judah. What is Habakkuk's distress? What is God's disclosure as to what Habakkuk lamented about? Okay, define what Habakkuk saw as a problem. 
Okay, uh, well, is it supposed for us to be, uh, I mean, supposed to be a discussion, but let me just uh, pick a few things from my notes that I put uh, 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 previously. Um, so, uh, Abakuk was asking uh, 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 some, some fundamental people, um, this book itself, um, is 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 a prose is a, is a is a poetic prose because uh and the the a, a more contemporary version uh is best to read it uh really like nlt or something like that so um the first response god gave to abakuk was that he cares god cares about what's going on uh and that he was going to send the babylonians to chastise judah and according to God, God himself told, uh, what was it called, Habakkuk, that the, he knows that the Babylonians are cruel. In, in verse 6, uh, chapter 1, he knows that the Babylonians are cruel. That, but he's going to send such a wicked nation to, to discipline Judah. Uh, now, Babylonian attacked Jerusalem three times. At the third attack, they, I mean, that was the, they plowed Jerusalem under uh, and they, they, they took the brightest uh, uh, into exile. Now, the Babylonians were a boastful people. Nebuchadnezzar uh, uh, was a king that was suffering from insanity, the, 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 the king at that time. Uh, but uh, you can imagine the kind of uh, orders such a king would be given, very irrational order. But let's not go into that. So. God's response to the first set of questions Abakuk asked was more confused, like, confusing. That uh, Brosier, we are still saying that things are not good. You are now saying that you are going to send uh, a very cruel nation. That you, that God Himself confirmed that they were a cruel nation. You're going to send that kind of a nation to discipline us. Ah, and like so, uh, things bad. Uh, so a second question arose from the answer. He got from the from the first set of questions. Well, two things we should note: um, uh, Abakuk's perplexity, or or his set of second question, came on a wrong premise, because he believed that Judah was more righteous than Babylon. Similarly, a number of us today, we think we are more righteous than other people. We think uh, bad things cannot happen to us. It is them that it will happen to. We, a number of things, we just think that, yeah, no, 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 this, we, I'm different from them, uh, blah, 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 blah. And that is the kind of premise um, Habakkuk was taking, was bringing uh, uh, his, his, his submission from, which is a wrong premise. The truth is that no one is righteous. All of us are sinners. It's just the grace of God that has found us. Uh, number two, when we are perplexed about life, when issues uh, of concern are, are happening around us, um, we should learn to ask the right questions based on sound spiritual and scriptural precepts. Uh, personally, for those who know me, I mean, church and other people that have been mentoring, you don't ask God, why me? God, why? I mean, there's some of some of these are emotional questions. Uh, God, is this how you'll be looking at me? 
I mean, so we should learn to ask the right questions based on sound spiritual and scriptural precepts. Then number three, uh, we should also note that Habakkuk accepted God's sovereignty and held firmly to the faithfulness of God. So when we are confused about life, when things, are, when we're a bit confused and things are, are dark, hold on to what you know is certain and non-negotiable. I know God is faithful. Hold on to that. I know God cannot lie. Hold on to that. I know God is my father. Hold on to those things that are non-negotiable principles of God. Don't let the challenges you are going through change those attributes of God that you believe in. Number four, Habakkuk believed that whatever happens, God will never totally wipe out Babylon, I mean Judah. He knows God will still preserve a remnant. A remnant. He knows that God will still do something. No matter how angry he is, I know that you are my father. No matter what. And that's something that David also did. Where will I run to? You are my father. You are, uh, who do I want to say? That's how we should also see God. Praise the Lord. And then when we are, when we are perplexed, we should know that um, we should know that God will give us a right answer, the right answer. Not that we should go to God expecting our own answer. God will always give us the right answer. So that goes to chapter two, uh, where he said, I will go and wait and see what the Lord will say to me. Uh, don't, don't, let's, don't let's go into that uh, one. That's see what he will say to me. Uh, but let's, let's the, the, an elegy from God. That's number two in our discussion. An elegy from God. Chapter two. Is Habakkuk's revelation of how God has chosen to destroy Babylon. What is the implication of chapter 2, verse 1 for us as to waiting on God for specific things? What do we learn about the timing of God-given visions from Habakkuk uh, uh, chapter 2, verse 2 to 3? Uh, that's right, the vision make it plain that he that wrong uh, will be able to see it. Though it in the vision tarry, wait for it, for it shall speak in the end. Wait for it. Wait for it. God has told you things. God has promised you things that will happen. Wait for it. Wait for it. It will surely happen in the name of Jesus. And I pray. Let me just, I pray for those who have been waiting, who are about to give up, who are about to be tired, You've been waiting on God to do something, to keep to his word, to keep to his promise. You've been waiting. I pray that your waiting is over in the name of Jesus. If you still need to wait the more, the angel of the Lord will strengthen you in the name of Jesus. And you will not miss your time. You will not go ahead of your time in Jesus' name. Amen. So, um, okay, let's just go to chapter 2. Um, so uh, God's second reply to Habakkuk. So God asks Habakkuk to write down his response. Um, that means it's supposed to be passed from generation to generation. The things that the Lord told us, the things that the Lord has promised us, we'll pass it from generation to generation. 
It may not be fulfilled immediately, but know that God is faithful. This will surely come to pass at the appointed time. Um, and that's the point we miss God. We want God to do things at our time, not at his time. Uh, then uh, uh, we want quick answers, sharp, sharp things, you know, microwave generation. And at times we need to wait, the place of waiting. The, 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 the place of waiting has been, has been, has been uh, eroded in some of us, in some of our thinking, our thought process. Uh, we need to learn how to wait and wait on the Lord. Um, and then uh, Babylon, ba Babylon itself will be destroyed. Um, and the history of man is rise and fall of empires. Um, so God was telling Abakuk here that I don't think they will get away with their own sins. And, and this came to pass about 70 years after in the most dramatic way. Uh, and what, what, what Daniel did, uh, let, 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 let's just go there. Uh, 70 years after this, um, when the, the grandson of, of Nebuchadnezzar uh, brought the articles of gold, vessels of gold that were taken from the temple and he was using it to wine and dine with his concubines and their hand wrote on the wall and, and Daniel was called to come and uh, interpret what the hand wrote. And uh, what Daniel did there was, was quite risky because it is risky to tell truth to power. It is, it is a very risky, most of the people in power don't want to learn or hear the truth. So what do we learn from this? Uh, let's be real with God in our perplexities. Don't, don't pretend as if you're not confused. Don't do as if you're a superhero. He sees your heart. So what, why, are we, why are we pretending for God? Uh, and then don't judge God's ways by our feeble senses. Don't let us judge God's ways by the little things uh, 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 by a way that we can only see yesterday. We just know yesterday and today. We don't know tomorrow. Uh, and then bring your questions to God and trust God's faithfulness. Uh, then move from the unknown to known. This was Abaku's strategy. He was perplexed. He was talking about why is this happening? And he ended with, oh, I know that God is faithful. I know. I know that God will always keep his covenant. I know his long-suffering. I know his mercies are everlasting. Praise the Lord. So, and now we even know more than Habakkuk. We know that he has he's given us the Holy Spirit. He will not leave us uh, comfortless. Praise the Lord. Okay. So in your perplexities, look at the cross of Calvary. Look at the cross, cross of Calvary. Uh, so just, just a few things uh, there. Although the, 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 the Abakuk chapter 2 verse 4 had become, I mean, that's right division make it clear, which means it's going to be for generations. That verse is what's even, what gave birth to uh, 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 protest of to, to Lutheran, to the Lutheran protest, protestants or protestantism that allowed the gospel to come to you and I in this manner. 
what Abakuk wrote. Uh, maybe I should just tell you a bit of church history. Uh, Martin Luther, at that time, the priests, uh, uh, the Catholic Church at that time, or the Roman Catholic Church at that time, um, had, had, had introduced a number of things into Christianity that I don't want to be discussing here, but uh, uh, they used to take a walk to show that or climb a, a, a couple of stairs to show that the sins of people are, forgot, are forgiven. Priests can write you a note uh, that your sins are forgiven. And then with that note or that receipt for, for money, next for money, with that receipt, you know that your sins are forgiven. So Martin Luther was walking on the, and at that time it's only the priest that can have access to the Bible. So you are like, people have been killed. Laymen have been killed for having access to Bible by the church. <laughs> so, um, so Martin Luther was walking. And he came across this, this verse. The just shall live by faith, not the just shall live by work. And that was the beginning of his, of his um, uh, research and, and, and training. And no, 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 this, uh, this work, works of our hand and walking, this particular exercise of walking, uh, climbing a, a number of stairs is not what is going to save us. Uh, so this particular verse um, had been uh, 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 had, had caused I mean a huge revolution. Aside the fact that Paul quoted it twice, the writer of Hebrews also quoted it. Uh, so it has been there. It has been there um, in church history. Had affected uh, affected us uh, a lot. But let's just quickly go to the last part because of time. Chapter three, a doxology to God. So at times when God gives you a, a, a vision and you feel that it's not working, it may not be for you. Maybe may be 2,000 years later, 1,500 years into the future. Okay, a doxology to God. In chapter three, prophet Abaku praises God's design of creation. Um, when do we need such prayers in Habakkuk uh, chapter 3, verse 1 and 2? How does Habakkuk describe God's majestic presence? What do we learn from Habakkuk or from how Habakkuk concluded his prophetic message in the book? Uh, Sam, I don't know if you can, if you have access to your Bible, can you help us read chapter 3, verses 1 and 2? Habakkuk chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Do you have access to your Bible? Hello? Okay, let me read it from here. A prayer of Habakkuk. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm with you, sir. Is your Bible there? Okay, Abakuk chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. Yeah. A prayer of Abakuk, the prophet on Shigniot. Yeah. Oh Lord, I have heard your speech and was afraid. Oh Lord, revive your work in the middle of the years. Hmm. In the middle of the years, make known in Roth's remember mercy. Hmm. So, what do we, we are to discuss, what do we, when do we need such prayer. I mean, this, I think it is, it is explicit enough. 
when we know that uh, God's wrath is, is high against us, when we know that uh, we, are, uh, we are not in a good position uh, with God, just go to God, Lord, in your wrath, kindly, kindly remember mercy. Uh, and the Lord will have mercy on us in Jesus' name. God doesn't, God is not happy. I mean, God doesn't rejoice in our, in our punishment, in our being punished. Okay. So, um, Habakkuk actually means to wrestle with God. Uh, so, a wrestler, the man who wrestles. Okay. So, um, it's, a, it's a wrestling uh, in a life uh, like a life of, of struggle, wrestling, um, uh, the complaints of Habakkuk uh, in chapter one, violence, conflict, wickedness, injustice. These are all the things. Uh, uh, why didn't God delete uh, uh, unrighteousness? So let's just take a few lessons from the whole book. Then I will read this conclusion. I have about 10 lessons here. Maybe I'll just take uh, six or seven of them. Then if anybody has questions before we close. So lessons from the conversations between Habakkuk and God. Number one, our omnipresent, omniscient, and omnipotent God cares and is in control about the affairs of his creation, of his creatures. So God cares about us, is in control of all the things that happen under the earth. Number two, because of our limited nature, cannot see the full picture of what God is doing. Uh, we're going to read the Bible uh, uh, in 30 days next, next month. We're starting on the 1st of, of November. Uh, and one of the things reading the Bible in short, such, such a short time does for us is it allows us to see God work over 200 years, over 500 years. So that's we will see, oh, that's why God said this to that king, to three kings ago. So those are the things that helps us. So because we cannot see in, for, into 500 years, we cannot see into the next 200 years. So we, mean, we, mean, we are limited. We cannot see the full picture of what God is doing. Number three, God knows the end from the beginning. And it can do what we cannot do. This therefore affects our perspective about what is going to happen in terms of timelines. Because God knows the end, he can do what we can't do. It affects our perspective. It affects the things uh, uh, that we do. I mean, the, 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 how we see things uh, in terms of timelines and ways. So, and then we should know that we don't have all the facts. Let's say number four. We don't have all the facts. We don't have all the facts. We only have the facts we can see in front of us. Right? Let's say number five. Facing challenges is normal. Don't just think it's only because of your sin or because you, some people, you village people are after you. Uh, so God doesn't want us to be superheroes. Let's understand that we are humans. So facing challenges is part of the human journey. But he has promised us that no challenge will overtake us, will overcome us. Then, number six, what should be your attitude and reaction when you're perplexed and facing these issues? 
The meaning of the name Habakkuk gives an answer to this. It means he that embraces. It could also mean he that wrestles. So as he was wrestling about these questions, he embraced God. Okay, so lesson number seven. So when you wrestle with life's difficult questions, you must also embrace Jesus. That's another very important lesson. Lesson number eight. Before Habakkuk asked the next set of questions, he embraced the sovereignty of God. He embraced, he understood. God, we are not, I'm not doubting your sovereignty. He embraced the sovereignty of God. And lesson nine, never forget the attributes of God. God is faithful, God is loving. Then don't switch to a denial mode. This is where most Christians switch to in order to want to show that they have faith. Uh, God has not asked us to become superheroes and deny um, realities. Conclusion. Please, if you have questions on Facebook, uh, just type it. Uh, and if you have questions on Zoom, just raise your hand and I will, I will yield the floor to you. Concluding now. Conclusion. Once again, Habakkuk ministered in a time of global crisis and national corruption just as we are having uh, around the world and in our various countries now. Hardly, I mean, most of the countries have very corrupt leaders. It's just that some are more corrupt than the others. And then some, they don't do enough PR. So people are so corrupt, but they just do PR. The media, uh, the media is just covering their corruption. That's, that's, that's a, a sincere truth. Okay. So uh, yet, he spoke the mind of God that remains relevant till date. Are we not also in such a time in the world over crisis and corruption of terrible dimensions? Hence, hence, we need an application of the book of Habakkuk to quell the wrath of God looming over this generation. Like Habakkuk, let us go before the Lord to lament the situation and seek his face for the most applicable solution so that at least we would have relative peace before the eventual return of our Lord and the events coming in its wake. Praise God. So the book, uh, we wrestle in life when we are wrestling, with life, uh, uh, with life questions, with life perplexities. Let's embrace Jesus. Let's go back, go back to him with our questions. And whoever it is listening to me, you have questions in your heart, heavy hearts. Uh, the Lord will lift those heaviness in the name of Jesus. Okay, do we have questions or contributions before we pray? Okay, uh, thank you very much for today. And uh, a few announcements. Okay, let's just pray and I will make the announcements after the prayers. Father, we thank you for this book. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for no matter what life is throwing at us, you are still faithful. You're still our God and we still love you. Father, we say be exalted in Jesus' name. As we go tonight, we ask that Whoever it is that is going through uh, life perplexities, situations, one thing or the other, I pray, Lord, 
that you will soothe our hearts, soothe things for us, Lord. Make things work for us. Father, Lord, we pray in our hearts, Lord, those who are waiting, who've been waiting for you, who've been in the waiting room, and their hearts are becoming weary, are starting to get weary. Father, I ask, Lord, that you will, you will soothe in that pain. Give them the strength to keep, to keep on going. Lord, all those answers we've been waiting for, let them come in the name of Jesus. Give us these answers in the name Amen. of Jesus. I pray, Lord, Amen. those of us trusting you for one thing or the other, Lord, let help come. The answer Amen. will come in the name of Jesus. Thank Amen. you. We pray for our world. We pray for our, our nation. Lord, Father, let there be peace. Let put an end to corruption in the name of Jesus. Thank Amen. you. In Jesus' name, we've prayed. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Amen. So we see on Saturday, for those of us in Abuja, we see on Saturday, 8 o'clock for evangelism. And on Sunday, our service starts at 8 o'clock with Sunday school uh, till 8.45, whereby we'll start the um, uh, full service. I'll close by or before 11. Uh, next week, Tuesday, is going to be the naming ceremony of uh, new baby. So we'll send out um, uh, details uh, in the course of the week. God bless you. Thank you, everybody that uh, called, sent messages, wished us well. Um, God bless you in Jesus. And we really, really do appreciate. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful night, everybody. Yeah, good night. Good night.